Entrepreneur on Fire 595. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Are you an entrepreneur looking to raise money for your idea? You can make it happen on Indiegogo starting today. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Paul Copcut. Paul, are you prepared to ignite? I am fired up and ready to go. Yes, Tom Peters Brand U50 was Paul's catalyst to dedicate his life to helping entrepreneurs and executives make the connection between their unique ability and their ideal client by finding their rebel voice. Now a sought-after speaker, Paul has been featured in Forbes and the Wall Street Journal. Paul, given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Okay, great. Um, so I'm a transported Englishman. Um, I'm originally from just outside London, but uh, now I live in uh, the developing city of Hamilton. Hamilton's about 30 miles west of Toronto. Probably the closest American city to Hamilton would be Pittsburgh because it's a steel town or it originally was a steel town. It's slowly kind of losing its manufacturing base and it's becoming more of a hub for startup companies, uh, creative artists, and and that kind of uh, that kind of genre. So it's it's really an exciting time to be in a city that uh, there's a lot of things, new things happening. Um, I've been living in Canada for 17 winters, and I do like winter, but I do count it by how many winters <laughs> I've lived. So, being from Maine, Paul, I totally resonate. <laughs> especially this winter. I think this one counted as two. Oh, brutal, I hear. And I have a couple of great kids. I've got a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. Uh, I'm a born-again runner and also pretty active in the local community and and with some local charities. Um, My background is mostly sales and marketing, although I started off in banking and absolutely hated it and ended up getting into sales and then uh, progressed through a bunch of different industries and different types of sales roles and uh, marketing roles and finished up in biotech. So I actually started and finished my corporate career in two subjects that I actually failed at school. So, <laughs> I, so uh, I, kind of, I kind of guess I was branding myself before I even knew it. So, uh, and now I've been running my own company for just over 11 years and started off as a, a recruitment company, but slowly morphed into a full-time personal branding coaching, speaking, and consulting company. So that's all I do now is I personally brand individuals to help them stand out, be it a, an executive at a large company, uh, somebody who uh, is starting up a company or has been running a small professional service or solopreneur company and helping them stand out and, and be different and, and get recognized for what they're uniquely good at. So that's me. Nice. Well, a born again runner, Paul. And there's a rumor going around that while you run and when you're looking to get your personal best time wise, you tune into Entrepreneur on Fire. Is that true? 
I do. I will, <laughs> I will have to admit it. Yes, it's true. That is so funny. But listen, Paul, now this is your turn, your time to be the featured guest on Entrepreneur on Fire. But before we dive into all that, which we will, we always start with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. So originally, I used to have a quote that kind of was a mantra for a long period of time. And I actually had it on the back of my original first business cards. And that was a quote from uh, Johann Wolfgang Goethe, the author of Faust. Uh, and he said, the way you see people is the way you treat them. And the way you treat them is what they become. And it was kind of a, it resonated with me because that's kind of how I, I, I approach all kind of uh, interactions and relationships and connections with people. But I think as we go through life, our kind of, you know, events change us and, and different kind of things motivate us or inspire us. And I, I, yeah, I have a different quote now that kind of um, is my mantra as I'm got, kind of going forward now. And that's came from Steve Jobs at the um, Stanford address and part or part of it. And he said, remembering you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. And that's the quote. Wow. It's a powerful quote in Fire Nation. I mean, that commencement speech in general will get you fired up. If there's something you can do on a Monday morning when you're feeling a little dragging, you don't really quite have that spark, watch the Stanford commencement speech. Just Google it on YouTube. We'll have it in the show notes page as well. But man, is that powerful. Thanks for bringing that out, Paul. And what I really want to do now is focus on you, Paul, and your journey. Because I mean, you've you've been all over the world. You've tried different things. You find yourself now in fields where you maybe weren't good at or you just struggled at as a younger person, as a younger human. And what I really want you to focus on with us, Fire Nation, today is a time that you failed, a period in your life, a specific moment that you did face some major trials and tribulations that you had to overcome. So, Paul, take us there with you during that moment, during that area of failure in your life? And what lessons did you learn? A time that um, was really defining for me, and it's actually kind of took my business in a new, new, way better direction. Um, it was a few years ago, I was working on a project, um, very lucrative project, actually, with, with a large Fortune 500 company. And um, it was helping their senior leaders in the organization to get clear about their personal brands and their leadership brands and and help them leverage that to to get new business and then also to cement existing relationships. And I'd already been working on the project for a couple of years and it was, you know, it was great regular work. It was it was solid revenue. It was actually the whole project was probably accounting for maybe almost fifty percent of my revenue. So you know it was significant. And you know To be honest, I could have taken the easy option. I really could have just kind of dialed in each week, each month, done the necessary work and and got the contract renewed each year and probably been on it for several years. And um, but the trouble was that some of the people I was I was working with and and coaching was they weren't doing the work. You know, they really weren't prepared to leverage their uniqueness and to be more successful. And um, it just didn't sit right with me. I, I wasn't being true. I guess I wasn't being true to my values, or I think I think my values were being compromised. So so I ended up, um, you know, the, Jim Rohn comes out with a great quote, and he says, you, you can't do your push-ups. You can't do the push-ups for them um, <laughs> when, you, when you work with people. But, you know, it, it didn't feel right. And I, 
I wanted to stand and, and let them know, you know, I took a stand. I, I took a stand and I called them on it. And um, the training development people, somebody, a couple of people complained because I was being a little bit kind of brutal with them. And um, training development called me in and they wanted me to dial it back. And, you know, I thought about it. And I said, no, I, I can't do it. So they actually fired me from the, no from the contract yeah, right there and then. Um, so I immediately lost 50% of my revenue. And, you know, you'd look back at it and say, well, that was a stupid business decision, wasn't it? Because, <laughs> um, and, and on the, you know, on the surface, yes, you know, why would you go and do that? You know, it's hard enough as an entrepreneur to get, uh, get regular gigs and get regular business and things like that. And then you just walk into something and, and walk away from it or get fired from it. And, but the, the big lesson for me from that was, it was, it was a number of things that, it really did help me clearly define what I stood for. Um, and now it's an exercise I actually do with every client. Um, so that was, that was huge. And then it also told me consequently what I was willing not to do in terms of, you know, what I wasn't willing to compromise. So I kind of spell that out with prospective clients ahead of time now. So if you're not prepared to do this, this, and this, then I'm not a good fit for you. So it's kind of helped me from that sense. But the, the interesting thing um, is, and probably the biggest lesson is the space that that created, that, you know, that loss of revenue, it, it actually resulted in me doing more of the work that I love doing, uh, taking on the projects that much more closely spoke to what I was about. And ironically, the following year, it turned out to be my best revenue year. So, you know, I guess the lesson was, was there and I just had to have somebody hit me side the head to, to really recognize it. So, Paul, what I want to pull out here for Fire Nation is that your intuition was truly tugging at you. It was pulling at you. It was saying, Paul, you're better than this. You aren't just doing this for the paycheck. You're not just doing this to get by, to to put in your time and then to go home and collect that salary. No, you are doing this because you're looking to change people's lives. You're looking to impact the world. You're looking to have a ripple effect on something that you truly stand for and you're inspired by. And Fire Nation, how many times has it come up over the last four, no, sorry, 594 interviews now where our guests talk about their failures being those times they don't listen listen to that tugging intuition and their aha moments happening when they do. And what did Paul do here? He listened to his intuition. Yes, it got him fired. And that was obviously a difficult time in his life. But guess what? He, the next year, by following his intuition, continuing to do so, had his best revenue year ever. And I think we can tie back in, Paul, that Steve Jobs quote, you know, just the remembering that you're going to die. And, and if you know, you really keep that memory there that yes, you know, it's a little morbid thought, but do you want to spend this brief glimpse of existence with your intuition telling you and, and showing you that you are not doing what's inspiring you, that you're not doing what your gut is telling you is right? Of course not. So go ahead, be brave, be bold, follow Paul's example and listen to that intuition, listen to that gut. And Paul, for Fire Nation, before we move on, share with us the one takeaway that you want us, the listeners, to walk away with from that experience in your life. Don't compromise your values. That's your moral compass. That is the thing that is your intuition, is your gut. And you know that when something's not going right, you can almost dial it back, always dial it back to values. And you know something's being compromised. And it's either somebody else is compromising them or you are. 
Always dial it back to values. I love that, Paul. And Fire Nation, wow, take notes, please. And Paul, the other end of the spectrum now is the aha moment, is the light bulb moment that you've had. And of course, you've had many. You just share with us a massive one that you had. You stood up for what you believed in, had your biggest revenue year ever. That's huge. We tell stories here on Entrepreneur on Fire. So Paul, tell us a story. Tell us a time that you had that light bulb moment. We want to be there with you when you have that moment, Paul, and take it down to the ground level and share with us the steps you took after having that idea, that light bulb moment to turn it into success. I'll tell you the story about my fun accountant, which no disrespect to any accountants listening, but <laughs> it's, it's almost like an oxymoron. <laughs> I had a client who worked for one of the big four accounting firms in the US and she was a great, great leader. Um, and she was, you know, your classic kind of accountant working for a big four, big four accounting firm. And one of the things that we do in the personal branding process is actually use a a tool to get feedback from other people as to their perceptions of your brand. Um, what words do they use to describe you? What skills do they think you have? And she had the typical words that people would use to describe any good accountant. So accurate, analytical, honest. Well, and hopefully, hopefully accountants are honest. Um, and the skills would, you know, things like a um, great leader, great team builder, and uh, but the number one word that everyone used to describe her twice as much as any other word was the word fun, which, you know, you don't it, it's an emotional word that does not make her a good or bad accountant. So <laughs> it, was, it was definitely something that made her stand out as, a, as an accountant. So it was one of the things that we kind of focused on around her brand and her team was working through a very difficult audit uh, with a very brutal client, uh, just rude obnoxious, kept changing deadlines. And, and she got her team to persevere and they, they got through the audit and they delivered it on time and she wanted to celebrate. And I said, well, okay, so how are you going to celebrate in line with your you know, kind of newfound brand? And she came up, we kind of brainstormed, she came up with the idea of holding a pinata barbecue at her house on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. So she invited the whole team over and everybody got a pinata with the face of the client on it. <laughs> and she gave them all wiffle bats. And so wiffle bats are baseball bats with holes drilled through them. So when everybody tried to break open their pinatas, they, they're kind of swinging them through the air, but the air's passing through and they can't break it open on their own. So they had to enroll two or three of their teammates to help break open each pinata. So she got the message across around team building and and perseverance and, and reward. And inside was obviously the candy in each pinata. And she'd also put a personal gift inside each pinata to to represent a particular skill or strength that that team member had used. And it's fantastic. It was a, a great event. She sent me photos and it was all those kind of things. And I turned around to her and said, great, now you have to put this on your professional bio. And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, one line has been known to hold pinata barbecues. <laughs> and she said, there was, there was no way I can do that. She said, I can't do it. And we literally were back and forth for three or four weeks because she worked for, you know, a very conservative big four accounting firm. And I, I, I admire her. She finally put it on there. And two of her colleagues were doing a, an internal search. You know, they have the equivalent of a, a LinkedIn internally. So they can search for any partner around the world. And if they're going to pitch for new business, they can lift 
that partner's profile and include it in the submission documents. And they wanted to use her profile in the two partners' phone and said, we've got some new business. We want to pitch for it. West Coast in North America. Um, it's a tech company. You're perfect, but you need to take that one line out of your bio. And she said, no, no, it's part of me. No, I'm not going to take it out. She said, I'll explain it if it gets asked, but I, I'm not going to take it out. And so they went to pitch for the business. And in fact, all four big four accounting firms got called into pitch because there's no perceived difference between any of them. Everybody thinks they're the same. Um, so she sits down with her two colleagues and the CEO, and the CEO's first question is, tell me about these piñata barbecues. <laughs> so she tells them the story. She's not quite the honest accountant because she didn't tell them the face of the client was on the piñatas, but she told them the rest. So second question was, if we were to hire you, would your team come to our annual kegerator day? Oh. She, said, she said, oh, cool, what's a kegerator day? So it turns out this company shut down for a daily uh, picnic one day a year. And each department got given a beer keg, which they had to motorize, and then they raced them in the afternoon. <laughs> and the CEO said, we've never had an outside team in, but we think your team would be the kind of team that would enjoy that. She goes, oh, yeah, they'd love it. They'd be all over it. He goes, great. You've got the business. That was the end of the interview. They did not have to do a presentation. They did not have to prove they could do tax or audit because that was all assumed. The difference was her brand. So it was her, basically, it was her rebel voice. And it really hit home for me. And this was kind of took me in this direction of rebel voice. And I thought rebel voice always had to be something that was loud and bold and obnoxious or, or whatever. But it had to be really kind of stand out. And in fact, it doesn't. It can be something as simple as the fun accountant having a pinata barbecue. And that for her is quite rebellious. For you and me, that's probably nothing. We wouldn't even think of it. That's the kind of thing we'd put on our bios. But for her, that was a huge step. So for me, it, it, it really helped me define the difference was now is that helping people identify what their rebel voice is, not what I think it is, but helping them identify what their is so that they feel authentic and real when they communicate it. And it helps them get to where they want to be, but at a, a comfort level that suits them, not necessarily suits me. Wow, Paul, you have just set the bar about what it means to actually tell a story. And that's why I love when I have guests on my show that have listened to Entrepreneur on Fire before because they hear me over and over again badgering my guests to tell a story because we resonate with stories as humans. And I know everybody in Fire Nation was listening as raptly as I was because, Paul, you weren't spouting off some vague theories about you know how to be a leader and how to whatever. You were really telling a story that we can all picture ourselves in in the different industries and niches that we're in. And one thing that I pulled out of that, Paul, is that listen to your inner voice, you know, be that authentic self that you are, you know, let your true color shine through and you'll be shocked at who else will resonate with that, where if you keep it hidden, how could they ever resonate with it? How would she ever have heard about a kegerator that this company has? She never would have because right. they probably would have been embarrassed to talk about it because they are trying to have their own little perception in their corporate world and that's not the right thing to do. But because she broke that ice and showed her true colors, it opened up all of these doors. And is it ever powerful? And let me just also share one thing because... You are right, Paul. Sometimes accountants do get bad raps in certain ways. 
my accountant, Entrepreneur on Fire's accountant. I actually have named him, have dubbed him the Entrepreneur's accountant, Josh Barrell. Um, is, you know, he is just this fun guy. He's 32 years old, so we're about the same age. I mean, he's flying actually in today, tonight, to hang out with me for a couple days to go over our tax plans for 2014. I mean, we have a blast together. So, I have him as my accountant because of that, because of that connection that we can have. So whatever industry niche you are, Fire Nation, look out how you can bring out your, and I'm going to use your phrase, Paul, because I love it, rebel voice. And Paul, what I want you to do now with us is tell us a story. And it can't be long like the last one, which was powerful and I'm glad it was, but just in about a minute, share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment. My proudest moment is the last email I received from a client that I've shifted. I'll give you an example. I, I literally just had one from, from a client who worked for IBM for 30 years. And uh, she has literally just switched career completely, like a 180-degree spin around to do something absolutely completely different. But something that I remember having a conversation with her five years ago that she was so fired up about. <laughs> Um, and that she's, she's made that switch and she sent me this email and she said, you were so instrumental in helping me think about my passion and finding a way to combine the thing I love. Thank you for being the catalyst. For me, that's my proudest moment. Love that, Paul. And guess what? You have many, many more to come as those emails continue to pour in. And what I want to do now, Paul, is bring things to present times. I want to talk about you today. Share with Fire Nation one thing that just has you fired up right now. The thing that's really firing me up at the moment is I've finally, it's taken 11 years. Um, and I can remember a, a consultant once saying, I never realized how stupid I was yesterday. I think it was Alan Weiss. <laughs> Collaboration. I always try to do everything myself. Classic stubborn Britishman, I guess. I don't know. For lots of years, I've been doing that. But uh, the thing I'm really fired up about at the moment is uh, I'm working on a project with um, a mentoring program that works with former professional athletes and Olympians that's helping them uh, plan for their life after sport. And part of that is the personal branding process. But that's really firing me up because it's you know, I'm, I'm collaborating and working with a whole bunch of new people who have lots of things that I can be learning from. And, you know, I'd never get that opportunity if I stayed within my little, you know, silo, ostrich in the set, head in the sand kind of one person solopreneur look. Uh, so even though I don't have hundreds of employees and water coolers to talk to people about when you collaborate as, as an entrepreneur, it opens up so many opportunities and so many doors. And, and that came from a a cold LinkedIn contact over three years ago. And it's taken three years of nurturing that relationship and keeping in touch with each other. And then finally something happened. So yeah, collaboration for me is uh, going forward. That's going to be a huge part of my business. Wow. I love that niche, Paul. I mean, how many times have we seen ESPN's 30 and 30 where you see the NFL football players or the NBA basketball stars make tens of potentially hundreds of million dollars throughout their careers. 
and then they retire and a year later or less, they're bankrupt and they have no skills that yep. they can find within themselves to actually apply to, the, to this new workplace that they find themselves in. And it's such a sad, sad story. And it's across the board. It's across the world for athletes. And I just think this is a worthy venture that you're taking. So I am commending you for that. And Fire Nation, what a great niche. I mean, powerful. And Paul, we're about to hit the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. What if I told you you could start building your dream today? Would you? Sometimes it's not the lack of passion that holds people back. It's lack of funding. I've heard from hundreds of passionate entrepreneurs who let a lack of funding compromise their potential. But are you really willing to hold out on the millions you could be inspiring? Are you willing to hold back the power you could be giving away to make a difference for even one more day? Whatever your passion, it's time to stop thinking about it and time to start doing it on Indiegogo. Whether you're a small business owner looking for market validation or a first-time entrepreneur looking to bring your dream to life, Indiegogo is the place where people come together to make it happen. It's time to get out there and fund what matters to you. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. And Paul, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds perfect. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Being comfortable. It goes back again. You know, I've said values a couple of times. It goes back to values because you're prepared. It's interesting how far you're prepared to compromise when it boils down to money until you reach a point that that discomfort is still too much for you to carry on. And I, that was the point I reached was the balance between my values being compromised and taking the paycheck was finally outweighed. And that, that's what made me make the leap into entrepreneurship and do it for myself. Because, uh, you know, until you, until you uh, dictate what the, the terms are and how you want to operate and what makes you fired up, um, and that comes from your, your core values, then um, you're always going to be feeling that you're not quite doing everything that you want to be doing in the way that you want to do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Review your year every year and fire ten percent, the bottom 10% of your clients. Wow, love that. Share one of your personal habits, Paul, that you believe contributes to your success. About seven months ago, I bought a stand-up desk 
and I'm loving it. <laughs> Part of that is because I can put it where I want to and I can look out the window and I can look across the bay where I am and you know, I get a good view. But I actually find you know, I'm more energized. Uh, I'm much more sort of focused. Um, it's made a huge difference. I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to, and I've kind of built up from an hour a day to two hours to three hours. And now I'm, I'm kind of getting over half the day standing up. Wow. And I'm loving it. Well, let me also echo that sentiment. About two months ago, Paul, I got a standing desk as well. And it's, all, it's actually called Next Desk for Fire Nation. Anybody that wants to look it up, N-E-X-T Desk. It's amazing. It has three programmed heights that I can just push a button. It'll automatically go there. So when I want to sit down, I press one, it lowers to one. I press two, it raises to my perfect height. When I'm standing, if I press three, it goes just a little bit higher for actual webinar presentations. So it's an amazing tool for anybody that's going to spend time talking, especially if you're like me, Paul, and you're French and you're very expressive. So I'm always moving my moving my hands and moving my arms and I'm very expressive with my entire body and I have the space now to do it. I'm not hunched over my microphone here with my diaphragm collapsing on top of my lungs and now I'm standing and I'm spreading my chest out and able to project to the world. So anybody that has any kind of a job where you're on the phone where you need a little bit of energy every now and then that you're doing interviews or whatever that might be, man, a standing desk can be a game changer. And yep. Paul, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Simpleology is something, again, I've, I've come across, just started using in the last 90 days. It's an online daily productivity tool, um, but it, it links it into your goals, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, and really helps you start to prioritize and focus every morning. It really disciplines you to, to think about, okay, what's the most important thing I should be doing today? Not what should I be doing? What's the most important thing? And it's, it's a, I'm loving using it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been talking about today at eofire.com slash Paul Copcut. And Paul, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I think I'd have to go back to your intro, uh, John, and say the, the, uh, the Brand You 50 by Tom Peters. I, I could pick a million books. I, I read business books all the time, but... Uh, the Brand U50 is still a great book. If you want to brand yourself in the corporate environment or in your small business, uh, it's a great pick-up, put-down book. It has 50 tips. You can read a tip in about three minutes. Um, you should be picking it up and doing something with it every day. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Com. And Paul, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You've just woken up, Paul, comprehended all of this and stepped outside. What do you do in the next seven days? First thing, I'd start a WordPress blog site. Second, I'd buy a video camera. And then I'd go out into the street and ask people what their biggest challenge was, shoot the video, shoot an answer, a personal brand solution to that answer, and then post those daily on the, on the blog site and then spend the rest of the time maximizing you know, the, the resource, uh, social media, whatever it took to get that message out there. Because I remember 
uh, Gary Vaynerchuk saying, you know, content is king, but marketing is the queen and, right. and, and the queen runs the household. So spend the rest of that week just marketing it. Well, Paul, I have truly enjoyed hearing your stories. You told a couple doozies in a great way. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can't just let your work speak for itself. You have to own the definition of who you are, and you've got to let people know what that is through your rebel voice. Um, because the things, if they don't feel right, your values are being compromised. So that's, you know, you've got to be true to yourself and get that message out there. And what's the best way that we can connect with you? I think I may have even heard it on one of your uh, podcasts, actually, either your podcast or you're on Pat Flynn's podcast. But he said to always set up a, a page on your website oh, yeah. where your people could go to resources. So, so if you go to paulcopcut.com forward slash fire, then there's, a, there's actually an evaluation um, exercise there that you can connect to your values. And, and that would be the first thing I'd get everybody to do. Wow. Fascinating, Paul. Well, listen, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been talking about in today's episode at eofire.com. Type Paul in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. With this link, paulcopcut.com slash fire. We'll have the Steve Jobs commencement speech there. We will have next desk links. We will have the book, the resources, you name it, Fire Nation. It's going to be there. And Paul, thank you being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. I've loved it. Fire Nation. According to the American Express survey, three in five people would try a new brand or company for a better service experience. That's more than 50%. It's true. Great businesses are driven by great customer experiences. Rediscover the lost art of human interaction with Ruby Receptionist, a highly trained team of off-site receptionists. Try Ruby free for 21 days with this exclusive offer for Fire Nation. Visit callruby.com and use promo code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 